essentially like all the things it's like this thing of like all the things spilling out of a six and one of them is like adamantly opposing a concept that uh, like a week ago they would have died for (laughs) yeah that is absolutely that's what's been so hard and now i know but like in the early days i mean it's still jarring but now i know i'm not like surprised but like i'm like what You're the one that told me about that. <laughs> I know. I'm like it's trashing trash. something. It's trash. <laughs> what? Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Mace. Welcome to episode 194. Anniversary episode. Our anniversary four celebration. Four years. Four years. Who cares? Here we are. I think mostly <laughs> only us cares. <laughs> Does anybody listen care? We had a lot of listens this last week. And we haven't posted episodes. I think Daniel's going to be driving up some listens with... With uh, Enneagram. No small Enneagram, Enneagram. No small Enneagram. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to a new thing that will drive up listens that I'm not there for. <clears throat> we took a break. <laughs> I don't know if anybody noticed. Uh, we've had a really consistent um, recording schedule over the last few years, and we took a little break because I was doing a lot of fundraising for mm-hmm. this nonprofit. I, we both do. Affirming Youth Ministries. Affirming Check Youth it Ministries. out. We did. A, and so here we are. We're back. And it's a reminiscing night. It's a reminiscing night. So if you're not a No Small Thing listener, you're probably not going to enjoy this. We're on Mesa's front porch. Here we are. And uh, there's cars going by in the background. You'll hear that. Yep. And the way this will work is we're essentially going to play some old... Clips? Clips. And and, uh, mostly I've prepared these clips. And I guess the way it probably will work is I'll play the clip and then Mesa will respond. And we'll have a little conversation. Yeah, last year for our anniversary I had things prepared and I don't. You did, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, I'm offended. <laughs> I didn't. I. I. What did I have last year? What did I do? I think you managed some, um, some listener comments, and then you brought show notes. Old show and notes. And you kind of brought those up and talked about them. Okay, well, yeah. sorry, everyone. I've made a banner for us. That's what you I made did. A banner. In that prep. was really sweet. It says lesser, more curious. Got the pretty clouds out there. Um, do we want to do clips and also talk about? Or do you want to do clips? I feel like there's like a, a do talking about reflecting on this last year. Do we want that to be through the first no, let's the start clips with that. and start? Let's, okay. let's, let's get that out of the way. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what would you want to say about this year? Last year, May at this time, what was going on with Mace? I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't want to look at ourselves. Don't Not fun. Look at <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say this last year has been a complicated one. It, I think having this anniversary is, it's, I mean, it, this almost feels like birthday. Hmm. Here's a thought. I don't know how people feel about their birthdays. Everyone has different feelings about their birthdays. We've done a whole episode on birthdays. Yeah. Was it on my birthday? I don't remember. I think we did an episode that on my actual true. birthday. Um, I think birthdays are something that's like, 
check it out, you were born, this is exciting, attention, celebration, reminiscing, nostalgia, all of those things. And then it's also like existential, time has gone by, where are you now, where were you then, what's gone on in the past year, all of those things. They can be one or the other. I tend to be a person that's birthdays are one or the other. I'm not like, I'm a birthday person, I'm like, depends on the year. A birthday person. Yeah, some people are like birthday people that are like. I've never my considered month, myself it's either. It's my birthday week. Oh right, yeah, no, no, no. We're I'm doing not like that. multiple parties. No, I go away to make sure you Bainbridge say Island happy birthday to me. On my birthday. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but so I would say last year, I I was. I'll I'll speak for myself, and then you can speak for yourself. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a really. I, I, you know, what's interesting. I can look back on it and last year at this time, <clears throat> I think I was surface level happy and like, I would say probably genuinely pretty happy. Um, but, uh, was, I don't know how to describe this. This is really hard. This all, <laughs> it's like what you say. We don't know what we're saying and we're thinking out loud and that's the no small thing, but very verbal processing. Like I said, you if just you're not, tried, a, if you're not a no small thing listener, this episode is not for you. <laughs> I would imagine anybody listening right now is probably a no small thing listener, especially um, if they clicked on it. An anniversary soon-ish. episode. Um, okay. This last year has been like one of the hardest years of my life. Yeah. I would say if I wouldn't say that it's like, oh my gosh, this is the worst year, but I would say it has been the most uh, tumultuous yeah. and uh, jarring and grief stricken mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. confusing years mm-hmm. uh, of my life. Um, I'm okay, but I am, I am at a like tender place in the journey of my life. I hope that we'll look back a year from now and be like, oh, remember when you were in that tumultuous time and there were so many flowers that have grown from that, Mm -hmm. the seeds that That were sown in that season. I hope that that's how we look Mm -hmm. back at this season. Uh, But this has been a year of, I would say since fall through now spring has been, uh, you know, I've been doing therapy and going to therapy school and, uh, it's like just when people say seminary school. <laughs> so, you say it. You say it more than I do, actually. Seminary school? You say it therapy, therapy school? school? Okay, that's funny. <laughs> You're yeah, the one who yeah, says that. I feel school. like you brought that into my mind. Mason's um, working on a master's degree. I, and I'm very interested in psychoanalytic thought and the unconscious. And I feel like anyone who hates on psychoanalysis would hear me now and be like, this is why. See? See what it does? <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> but I would just say that, unfortunately, I I have encountered and met lots of self-states from my unconscious that I have been <laughs> repressing for up until now. And they are here. And there are parts of myself that I have a tough time tolerating. And yeah. I have a tough time uh, sitting with that include, uh, <laughs> as was recently pointed out, a three-month-old narcissist and a inflamed kind of like a baby narcissist a baby a baby the narcissist narcissist is emerging and we're letting it speak and we're wrestling with it right but but i don't i'm working on not having the narcissist be in the driver's seat right right um an episode of narcissism one day would probably be epic who's in the driver's seat right now (laughs) that's a great question multiplicity 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's actually my one of my struggles right now is I don't have I I've I I'm trying to find the the <coughs> grounded mace to be the driver and I'm right that that mace is that mace is hiding. <laughs> I mace? think that mace is afraid of we need driver the narcissist mace? <laughs> and my super ego. Those two are a they are a a pair to be had and they love each other and they feed off each other. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, yeah, so it's been a tough season. Uh, and so like, I'll, I'll be honest, we took a break for fundraising reasons and also for Mace needing to take a break reasons and we're back. And I think that there's been something that's emerged, uh, and probably I, I, I doubt listeners have noticed that much, although a friend noticed it. So I'm like, okay, people maybe notice, uh, I've gotten more rigid in the past right. few months, which is strange. We're out here trying to help people live less certain and more curious lives. And I think I was cur- more curious and more fluidly curious uh, about six months ago. And it's gotten tighter and tighter for me. And I've gotten more and more anxious about how I'll come across, how we'll be received. Like I said, there's a super ego that is constantly in the driver's seat. And that super ego is really concerned about saying the right thing, doing the right thing, making sure, considering how other people will see this. And it's not like a kind, making sure you do the right thing. It can be a very critical, um, the super ego is often talked about as being sadistic. And I think, uh, I experienced that and that shows up that leaks out into the podcast. And I've, I've struggled. Uh, I I'm struggling right now to be less certain and more curious. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's actually like a very genuine struggle for me right now. So I think this podcast is really good in that I'm like, Oh, I'm, 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 I feel like there's this concept in, you know, psychoanalysis of growing down where you, you don't grow up, you grow down. <laughs> and there's a piece of me that's... No sin to crawl. No, no sin to crawl. Mm-hmm. There, there it is. Uh, and I'm at this place where I'm in younger parts of me that are have a very hard time being curious. And my therapist likes to say that I had a one-dimensional curiosity. I'm growing a three-dimensional curiosity. So Wow, that's it's helping something. the podcast. That's something. Thanks, therapist. But, uh, <laughs> but we're not there yet, I feel like. So maybe all that to say is, like, as we do an anniversary episode, there is kind of a new... I, I, it's like a speaking something into the air of what, for me, is like a new undertaking with less certain, more curious. Like, I think... We used to have topics come in, pop off, talk about things. We're less or more curious, you know, ideas, ideas, ideas. And um, in all of that, it got confusing and muddied when we started out like three and a half years ago talking about defense mechanisms. And it was like, what's splitting? We don't know. I'm reading like. Uh, yeah, we thought it was like splitting into two things. And then you showed me a chart one day from your school. It was like infinite splits. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just keeps going, I and guess. And like <laughs> splitting is like essentially like it is a – it's too hard to explain. It's it, this, this thing that used to be, whoa, oh, my goodness, splitting, fascinating. I guess I split is now like, holy shit, my – 
who I am is developed out of my splitting capacity. And right. there's just, there's just so much, it's, it's too much to say. I, I think that describes what it's kind of like to go to seminary. At least for me, it's like, we're like, Oh, the Bible. Yay. You know, a, a verse, woo, a commentary. And then you're in seminary and you're like, wait, what? This just keeps going. It just keeps going. And it's, and it's, I think one element is that it's, so as I grow more in understanding, it's harder to stay curious because I think it's easy to stay curious when you're and feel light about being curious when you're like, we're not an expert. doesn't matter. We're talking about splitting. We don't know what these things are. But now I'm like, OK, I, I, I have. I don't have like authority to speak on splitting, but I I now have a, a richer understanding and a sense of wanting to, like and a new rigor of wanting to say it right. Like it's no longer an, I don't know what this is. It's like, I, I, I do know what it isn't. And I know when you're getting it wrong sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, then there's that super ego popping yeah, yeah. right in and yeah. it's like getting in the way of the curiosity. So I think that's just like an update that, um, playfulness has not been something that has been, which is like the biggest value of mine. It's something that we've said Boy. is like this, the, the the key to lesser and more curious is play. And the pod used to feel like just the biggest play dates of my life. And lately, just because of the season I'm in, most things are hard to play. And so I think it's been frustrating and, and sad that even the pod itself, it's felt like I've had a harder time entering into play and a harder time being curious. So I'm um, here and I'm hopeful that... Uh, jumping back in and resetting can be like a like I'm coming with like open hands asking the universe to like help me again like Mm -hmm. I feel like I need this to help me be Mm -hmm. less certain and more curious and hold things more lightly and I think knowing we have a some like a, a little audience you know it it stresses me out. Like it scares me that we're going to say something that is wrong or that people are going to, we offend things or I just, I've grown in a sense of responsibility, which is making me more rigid, which is actually, I think deteriorating from being lesser and more curious. So I'm navigating a lot coming back in and that's just kind of what, what this season is for me and what I'm like, how I'm trying to enter back into being less certain, more curious. I think it's an entirely different task than it was Mm. three years ago. And it feels harder actually than it did three years ago. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at. That's how I'm going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm a tender mace out here seeking, seeking some play. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, last year on this episode, the anniversary episode, we said so important that we have to play. That was one of the taglines. It's so serious. We have to play yeah. about it. And it is some. It is so interesting that our instincts or something says it's so serious. We have to get serious and rigid. I know. You know. I know. <laughs> it's 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 really weird. Yeah. And it's really weird being like. I I I guess I guess I'll say this and then and then I'll be curious your thoughts. I think someone listening could be like, "Why the fuck would you grow down then, and why would you want to?" open up these unconscious things like yeah if that if that even came across their mind it might have gone right over their head when you said that grow down (laughs) right right like this sense of like okay so here i am 
considering, I mean, there's curiosity around who I am mm-hmm. in these parts of me mm-hmm. that are rigid, critical, whatever you want to call them. Why, why let them come up? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that I think there is a hope and a trust that by allowing them and getting to know them, they already were contributing to my life. Like, I will say this. I was, a year ago at this time, also numbing out. Like, I was also smoking a lot of weed, and I haven't smoked weed in 10 months. So, like, a huge, huge element here is that I'm just out here, just soberly discovering the world. <laughs> um, so, that's a factor. But I, I, I would want to say that, like, the hope is that I can befriend these pieces of me and that they would become less strong, but they, but I'm learning, I'm getting to know them right now. Yeah. And so they're out here. They're out here. I think that's so good. I think, I think what you shared is in the spirit of the podcast of like real authenticity, real, real out loud processing. And I think this is a dumb analogy, but like I've seen things on Instagram or magazines or something where sort of like a physical trainer will gain a bunch of weight and then work it off so they can understand their clients, you Hmm. know? And it's like, I feel like you're really able to empathize right now with people that are struggling with curiosity. Oh, and and I've I've always had a hard time empathizing with that. I'm like, it's so easy. Just be curious. Just do it. Be curious. No. And I'm like, walk. No, let me tell you all the reasons why it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's so interesting. Uh, and, and so, so I think that's, I think that's a really nice element to what we're talking about. It's like maybe, maybe to a certain extent, both of us were a little too insensitive. We're like, just be curious, everybody. Watch, watch what, how, watch how we do it. We're just going to be curious. And now it's all of a sudden like, wow, we're going to help you try to be curious. But now I really appreciate how hard it is. It's been really hard for me lately. Yeah. Yeah. No, never will we say we're experts in this. We've never said that. No, but never will we ever say it. (laughs) (laughs) Never have I ever. Never will we ever. Never will we ever. How are you? <laughs> where are you? Where are you at? This isn't. This is okay. I'll say this, and then yeah. I'll have you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one more thing, and well, then and then actually five more things. Okay, only one more thing. No, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not like. I'm not like needing to talk right now. I'm really super chill. Uh, <laughs> My turn. Well, I think that's something that is also something to be curious about, and something that is fascinating. That I think we can explore here and share out is Scott and I is having being in different places. And Oh, right, right. We're in different places. You're not out here all of a sudden feeling like your playfulness has been stripped away from you. No, I'm really doing really great. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there is this element of Scott's not like, there, there is, there's difference here in like what we're needing from this yeah, and totally. what, how we're approaching this. And I think for a long time it felt like very, very similar. And we've always had like different takes on things or whatever, but there is something potentially fascinating in terms of a dynamic to watch unfold with us kind of having different orientations of how we're showing up. Totally. So with that, no, you said it all. Uh, let me go to the bathroom really quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so where is, are you at? Um, let's see. For me, um, no small thing. Everybody, I have, like it's. It is a funny thing to think when we. I think when I post an episode, I say I because I post the episodes, but 
Um, I post something called multiplicity, and I put hashtags, and I wonder, oh, somebody searching psychoanalytic theory is going to find this and find it interesting. Or we do an episode on Joanna Newsom, and obviously some people found us, and I've only listened to that episode. Right. And <clears throat> I have no idea who's listening to an anniversary episode of aside from our core people. Right. But I know I'll get quite a bit of likes. So I'm like, what am I even saying right now? No small thing. Hey, Oli. (laughs) Hey, Lily. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We just watched a video of like some of our highlights from over the years and it was very nostalgic and sitting out here on the porch is very nostalgic. And, you know, if you've listened over the years, you know what no small thing means to us. And I think um, currently it remains a vocation for me. Like, you know, we have this youth group and we're doing... Christian worship, which is so expansive and beautiful. And whenever I hear the kids talk about what it means to them, it's like we've found a dimension or a lane or a space or a route or a, a, a hallway. I don't know, some sort of passage where we can do the thing that we believe needs to be done. And I just keep hearing how good it is for people. And I think actually the thing driving a lot of the stuff we're doing is less certain, more curious. And that to me is some sort of fantastic dream that came out of nowhere. I don't know where less certain more curious came from. I, I mean, it really was an emerging thing. Like a couple months into the podcast, yeah. we we're like, I guess well, we need a tagline. I and think a, I think a year in, we were still saying less cynical, more curious. Oh, true, mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Okay, another quick thing to say about certainty is uh, recently someone brought this up to me of. There's a difference between certainty and conviction. Oh, I like that. Which I'm like, ooh, that that's really like nice. Because there's times where it's like, no, I've, I conviction. have conviction about something. Like, I'm I not, love that. I'm not out here. Well, that's a great disclaimer. Because you still be like, curious, but you can have a grounding of a value in something. You can also have certainty. I'm, so we're saying less certainty. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. We're not saying no certainty, only are curiosity. Are you certain that the earth is round? There are people who are not. Right. <laughs> and if you're certain that the earth is around, great. Maybe hold it a little lightly. Maybe it's flat. Is this a, <laughs> or maybe, it's, it, maybe the earth isn't even here. Yeah, where's the earth? We're all just a simulation. <laughs> I mean, we all, we all just want to be mitigating against our ignorance and our bias. Like, we'd, we'd want to make sure we're not being biased. And, of course, we all have bias. Right. But I just think the world would be a better place if we're just being a little less biased. So uh, I, all I'm saying, I'm sitting here almost in a flip-flop dimension of you. Like, I'm, I'm sort of in the best place in my life. Very, you know, I'm not a crazy master's program right now. <laughs> and I'm very proud of my work and my... You know, it seems like the word lifestyle is a very loaded phrase. Hmm. But I am proud of my lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) Um, meaning you know I'm sort of this director of this nonprofit co-director with Ashley shout out to Ashley who we'll hopefully have back on someday Ashley's been on I have a great life work balance and I I have this sense of like I have lots of purpose and 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 I have a lot of things to do during my day to keep me going and um and also sort of this capitalist myth that you have sort of this like nine to five absolute productivity. It's like, I have a lot of freedom to pace myself exactly how I think I need to pace myself. And if we ever hire people for this nonprofit, I hope we can pass that on. It's like, you know, self-care would be number one priority, not productivity. And who cares about productivity? And, and if productivity happens, great. But if it it only needs to happen as a result of self-care and rest and 
all that. So like that's that's a philosophy that I want to pass on to the world. The Scott philosophy. Yeah. It's like uh, the nap ministry. It's actually absolutely, absolutely the nap ministry. Everybody, go follow the nap ministry on Instagram. Check them out on on uh, the internets. On the interwebs. Absolutely. Uh, napping and resting and self-care is a protest of sorts. Um, so there, uh, uh, I'm here tonight. <laughs> I, the, 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 super <laughs> totally ego, the super ego in me is like, and you work and you do a lot of productive things. <laughs> oh, you want me to make sure people know I'm working? Yeah. Hey donors, I work. <laughs> <laughs> My thing with work, have, having done this for so long, so long, I'm 42. Um, and this, I think, uh, you, we experienced this working together, but like you can tell if someone's not working. So right. I never felt like I needed to micromanage someone. Right. I had one experience with an intern who was one of my best interns ever. And it was just this one little assignment. I said one time of like, you need to call this parent. Like this parent is the dad of one of the main kids that's in your little group. And it was sort of like, it's not even that important, but it'd be a great assignment. You're an intern. This would be a great little thing. And it took months. And I was kind of like, have you called that parent? And I was like, no. And like, it started to get more and more conspicuous. I'm like, look, I'm super chill. And most people would have said, you have 24 hours. It's been months. Like, (laughs) when are you going to call this parent? So like, you know, you can tell someone's not working and then you can address it in a non sort of silly and authoritative way. But like, I feel like all people that know me know that I'm working. You know, right. they, they, they see the work, right. you know, but, uh, yeah, everybody, I work, yeah, everybody, I work. <laughs> I'm a worker. <laughs> I'm earning my spot in the human race. <laughs> I'm a worker. I'm defined by my work. Oh. Anyways, I, I still am compelled by less certain, more curious. Like to me, it, it is still sort of like a, a neon sign in my head. That's calling me and pulling me. And I think it's a very, uh, valid thing to be keeping in front of people's brains and faces. I think so too. I think so too. It's just hard. an anniversary. Uh, so proud of all the things we've done. Like we, we've put a ton of work into this. We've put a ton, a ton of, of work time and work. Yes. Yes. What's happened in, has anything specific happened in the last, Oh, I guess the Moses thing. Yeah, that yeah. was a big thing that happened in this year. Yeah. Because yeah. last year at the I, anniversary, we were like, we did the Enneagram mm-hmm, blitz. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> The Enneagram Blitz. The Enneagram Blitz. And this year it was, we did Moses for like 14 weeks. Yeah, we should, we should, I, I forgot to include a Moses clip in here. Oh, crap. Uh, um, but we should include a, a little conversation about Moses towards the end okay. because that was significant. That was very significant. I've got nine clips. Okay. So nine significant. clips. We're going to get so right into it. Everybody, we have 193 episodes. This is episode 194. I've chosen nine clips to play for Mace tonight and we are going to play some Ruben. clips. And our friend Reuven is here. Not with a rejuvenation. <laughs> if Reuven, I would love a rejuvenation for the anniversary. Right now, we're just going to play clips, Reuven. You're welcome to listen. We're on the front porch, and our friend Reuven has just showed up everywhere. Um, so I'm going to play a clip, and then I would love the way it works to hear Mace's first take on the okay. clip. And okay, then, are you going to not we'll tell have, me the episode? I'm not going to tell you the episode. Perfect. You'll have to guess. Perfect. And then we'll. But I can guess if I want. Well, of course. That'll be even better. <laughs> right, I like And then thing. we'll sort of. You'll talk, and then we'll sort of dissect and maybe just have three to four minutes and then we'll move on to the next clip because we got nine. So hopefully everybody, if you've listened over the years, this is a very self-indulgent episode. Is this over the years or just the last year? No, it was over the years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. A very self-indulgent episode. Uh, This is if you've been listening, this will be fun for you, but this is mostly for us and you're welcome to listen in. So here we go. 
I would rather an adult approach a kid with curiosity first and foremost. So mm-hmm. let's, let's just that have, let's have that be the main thing, curiosity. <laughs> but what's driving that curiosity? A, a deep belief that this young person might have a perspective or word of wisdom that could teach you something. Yeah. And you are excited to be enriched by that student's or kid's or young person's perspective. Hmm. And, and not only that, but that your curiosity will awaken this young person's voice. Hmm. You, you, that, 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 like to your point, in terms of the people you've experienced in your life, um, will make that person feel like that they do have a perspective yeah. that needs to be heard. I think if we took youth seriously as a whole, took youth seriously, like our whole world would change. Yeah. That's my that's my optimistic Macy <laughs> thought. That's great. <laughs> I just think yeah, no, I think like uh, youth and kids have yeah so many insights and like they again the no filter thing. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid. Like they're they're less afraid. I think is part of it too. But I think youth and children like can offer us a reminder of like I don't think innocence is probably the right word, but just like a reminder of like like hope and a reminder of like just like experiencing the joy of life and not having to like, they're, they're more carefree. I think that's, there's this, the, the idea that their, their carefreeness yeah. is what makes them prophetic. Like we're always over as adults, overthinking everything and trying to be politically correct and trying to notice everybody's feelings in the room and, and, and analyzing and weighing everything we're about to say. Yeah. And, and, and young people just say what they see. Yeah, I think I think young people are on one sense just like more free. I don't know. I think also just like hanging out with youth and kids is it's helpful. Like they have fun in a way that's like reminds you to that like when you're around your friends or around the people you love, like you just want to have fun and be like goofy together and like oh, kids remind us to be goofy and oh. youth remind us to like yes. joke and take life a little less seriously, which I think we all I think we need that and I don't know, today's world, whatever that means. Do you have responses to that? <laughs> God just came at me with myself. Okay, it's not Ethos Prophets, it's Age and Wisdom. Age and Wisdom. Oh, is that what we titled it? Yeah, that okay. is our third episode. The third episode, Age Wisdom. Did. Which is, it does point to how much, how consistent we are because you began, you just talked about how we, this is a philosophy for youth ministry. Yeah, yeah. And here we are. Oh, I feel like Scott just picked that just to like. I didn't. Come I mean, right I mean, last year we me. did the pilot episode and playlist, so I thought the newest, the most old episode we could play is Age and Wisdom. So that's a fluke. <laughs> it's oh, it's a fluke. I, I, I just chose a clip that I thought was interesting. With me, um, first off, I say like a lot. I think this last year when we did the anniversary, <laughs> I felt the same way of like, oh, look at me, and I probably, I think I still do. So not as much. Not as much, but still a lot. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was younger then. <laughs> I'm like, Did listen, you have more wisdom? Listen to that youth. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny because I found myself being Mace. a little critical. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I quite Whoa. agree young with Mace. that sense. Who do you think you, you are? Know, you think are you're a prophet, free? young Mace? You know, I've, I've, with more experience with the kids, I'm like, I don't think they're as free as we think they hmm. are or all of these thoughts, but I also am probably projecting. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Do you have thoughts? Agent Wisdom. I mean, that was our third episode. I think that episode that night, uh, all the people were here in the house, which was an interesting thing. Oh my gosh. You'd invited a bunch like of people, so many including Jack. Here. 
Yeah. Yeah, which was funny. Um, and I felt like that captured a certain energy at the time. was like everybody was super... Just like, you guys are doing a podcast. Wow, can we be there? I invited my friends. I was like, sure. Um, and I think we ended the night listening to Joanna Newsom. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it was Pinlight Bent. Uh, it was the one that starts with that little bird. Woo, woo. Oh, Time is, is a Symptom. Yeah, Just this symptom. song right after that. <laughs> woo, woo. I listened to that album today. That's a good I was one. trying to, because when we started No Small Thing was when I was, that same spring was when I was Joanna Newsom musing. And it was diverse, so I listened mm. to that today in nostalgia mm. sense. I thought it might heal me. I was Did like, it work? bring me back to this mm. being a good time. Also, okay, I'll quickly say this in terms of, you know, full circle. Before we started in a small thing four springs ago, I was depressed as hell. I would say the same amount of distress as I'm in right now. Yeah, you were that, in a bad spot. That spot I was in. But I wasn't in. as close to you, so I wasn't as connected to it. Right. That but I would pick you up for work and I'd be like, this person is dead. <laughs> you know, this person is dead. Yeah. Which I would say I'm not dead yeah. now. I am too alive. I am, yeah. Whoa, lots of aliveness. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. <laughs> the aliveness is a lot. Um, I have my goddamn therapist reads Lacan. So if anyone knows Lacanian stuff, they would be like, well, makes sense. He's That's all about leaving someday. people That makes me anxious. respect your therapist even more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, That's Peter Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's, Hegel. That's the con. It's essentially that's just line. like life She's is anxiety. Like, yeah. Embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of uh, Princess Bride. Life is pain, your highness. <laughs> and those who say otherwise are selling something. A hundred percent. That's exactly the philosophy. Um, <laughs> so I think that, yeah, at the, the pod, like, have, like low key saved me that spring. I mean, the pod and Joanna Newsome and honestly smoking weed. So that's a funny thing. In the midst of all of Let's this. Let's pray to the pod right now and help. Pray have to the pod. You. Please, pod, <laughs> save me. No, I've been praying a lot more lately, which is funny. Uh, That's been pretty sweet. But, uh, yeah, so, yep. I, I thought it was interesting because Age and Wisdom, a lot of the sentiments ha- in that episode laid the groundwork for what we're both doing. Like, no, you want to totally. be a play I want to be a play therapist and you're a youth pastor. And I think you it's just at the time, but. up, up, up. Like that night I read my Youth as Prophets blog to the kids. I'm just like, this is crazy. Like it is, it is vibrate the cosmos. It is synchronicity. It is manifestation in a way, you know, it's like, yeah. we wanted this. Yeah. We wanted this. Yeah. And we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, so that's really sweet. Super sweet. Uh, ready for the next clip? I'm ready for the next clip. Here comes the next clip, everybody. Clip number two. I have insomnia. I've had like some bouts of really really rough seasons where sleep was really hard um to the point where i had to do sleep logs and mm. like create better habits i have a weighted blanket so it's whoa, 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 whoa. what did you just say i have a weighted blanket what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence you know i have you a weighted gloss blanket over that sentence <laughs> A weighted I, blanket. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're talking about. I have a weighted blanket? A weighted blanket. Oh. This guy. Look at the sentence. A weighted blanket. Do you hear do you, do you hear what I think you said? What? I thought you said, I have a way <laughs> to blanket. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that was a big process of like putting on your blanket at night. <laughs> like swaddle myself. <laughs> yes, that's what I was hearing. I was like, is this a 
Is this like sort of like going back to the baby ears? <laughs> <laughs> oh a my way goodness. to blanket. You have Macy has a weighted, a blanket, weighted blanket. A heavy blanket. A heavy if you don't blanket. understand what we're saying. Yeah, it's a blanket that's a weighted. weighted. Blanket. <laughs> a weighted blanket. <laughs> oh, it made me laugh so that much. That is the most you moment of a <laughs> <I> lifetime. <laughs> and honestly, I wish I had a way to blankets. <laughs> Like, I wish I had a way to swaddle myself with a weighted blanket. (laughs) I wish my weighted blanket was twice the size that it is and that I could swaddle myself fully. In your weighted blanket. Oh, my god! Imagine. It would be amazing. My weighted blanket is, like, perfect body size to where it's, like, I can't put it over my head and it cover my toes. Which is rough. I don't know. Yeah, that's not perfect, though. It's It's not perfect. No, I would love my weighted blanket to be twice the size it is. You still have a relationship. You still have that same weighted blanket. Oh, we yeah. weighted blankets are expensive. Yeah. So I'm not out here getting a new one. I love my weighted blanket. I already plan on getting it out when we watch a TV show after this episode. Are we going to watch a TV show? I feel like we're going to watch a little yeah. show. A little show. Half a show. A half and then a half show. To go. <laughs> um, yeah. What episode is that, Mace? Sleep. Sleep. Number Sleep. episode 22. When we were like, are you a bear? Are yeah. you a whatever? A lion. A lion an uh, eagle. And a, and a dolphin. dolphin which yeah. For sure, dolphin. Yeah. For sure. When I'm anxious, uh, I go to bed late. Or a wolf, not an eagle. And I go to bed late and I wake up early. I'm a wolf. And I wake up 10 times a night. And you just go to bed late and wake up late. Go to bed late, wake up late. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I sleep fairly well. I think... We talked about this earlier today. I think working out helps you sleep. I, I can tell, like, yesterday I didn't work out. Not so great of sleep. That's why I said B sleep. Yeah. I need I need to sleep straight through from 1 to 9. And I need to wake up at 9 being like, wow, I just slept. That's a great night of sleep. You I need feel to. so happy. I, I, if I wake up once in the middle of the night for to pee, that's fine. I give that an A minus. <laughs> but, like... What has really been happening a lot these days is I wake up when my family wakes up, which is like seven. So there's a lot of commotion and yeah. I'm saying the same thing every morning. Please close the bedroom door because Avery, my daughter, is yelling down to Marissa downstairs. And I'm like, I can hear everything. Please close the door. And that's a whole no small thing episode. It's like talk about these freaking societal ways that we treat sleep patterns. Let's just do a no small thing episode really quick here with this. So... If I here here's what it is. If I go on a, like a weekend getaway at an Airbnb with with uh, four families, four families in the house, uh, fifteen kids. Um, it's it's eleven o'clock at night, you know, and I and three or four people are still up. The way it works is we're all quiet. We're all like, oh, everybody's sleeping. Everybody's sleeping. Oh, shh, 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 quiet, quiet, quiet. Lights, 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 lights. Oh. Oh, that's too loud. Don't, oh, no, 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 play the music. Oh, turn the TV down. Every, and, I'm, and I'm sneaking back into bed. I'm like, quiet, quiet, quiet. My little flashlight. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My little flashlight. Oh, I'm making, I'm making noise in the bathroom. Sorry, 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 sorry. And for some reason, at 8 o'clock the next morning, the vibe is everybody should be up. And if you're sleeping, that's weird. So we have a right to yell and be loud. And I'm like, it's not about time. It's about sleeping. I'm sleeping. You should be whispering just as much as I was whispering last night. And I'm in my own house. I'm like, I don't experience these situations. I do. And I'm like, in my own house, I'm like, (laughs) I am not, I am not 
calling somebody in the middle of the hallway on the upstairs floor at one in the morning and be like, hi, <laughs> hi, Mace, how are you? And everybody's like, Scott, we're sleeping. Dad, dad. And I'm like, oh, sorry. What do you mean? You know, and so it's like everybody wakes up in the morning. I'm still sleeping. It's like, mom, you have my lunch. You know, and I'm like, hey, hush, hush, hush. Shh, shh, shh. Scott, dad's sleeping. I would love to hear Oh, oh dad's still sleeping. Shh, 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 shh. Like nobody does that. It's like. Somebody assumes. I do think there's a, I, I get it. You're there's sleeping. A, you're, 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 this is the punishment. <laughs> You've made a choice to sleep at a wrong and weird time. So, so now people will use regular house voices and not close the door. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I guess there's some sleep thoughts. Sleep thoughts. Okay. Next clip. We got to go. keep it moving. Yeah, we do. Cause this only has a little bit of time left. Okay. Get ready. It's something that is beneficial to your well-being it's not just this will save the world in the sense that it will lead to innovation and ideas and things that are practical for society but i also think it has like a saving power in who you are and how you exist and your perspectives and it allows you to have freedom to exist in the world when you're when you're more open-handed and more curious it gives you freedom to explore yourself being curious with yourself and your actions that in that in Ooh. itself is has some saving powers. Ooh. Not yes. being ashamed and not not like shutting down thoughts that you're having, but curiously wandering down the path and giving your brain space to think about Preacher it. Preacher Macy. Juicy. Preacher Macy. Juicy things. <laughs> I All right, what's hate that episode? <laughs> I think just curiosity. It's curiosity. I feel like I'm being spoken to by my best <laughs> self in some of these. Prophet Mace. Preacher Mace. Preacher Mace. I'm like. Easier said than done, Mace. Wait till you actually do it. <laughs> I think that was episode like 60. I think that is something that is interesting is early on. And this is why I think my therapist is like a one dimensional curiosity versus a three dimensional one. Yeah. Where I'm like, be curious about yourself. And I'm like, okay, sure. Let me take up that task. Being really curious has emerged mean things. Mean parts of myself that I need to stay curious <sighs> right. in is different. Than okay. like, I'm curious about my sensitive young child. <laughs> what just emerged? I was like a demon. <laughs> Who was that? That was that was the chastising mace that just emerged. That's like. <laughs> oh my gosh! You that were was gonna really say good. something. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, you know, I guess what you're saying. I don't know what three dimensional curiosity means. I can take <laughs> I a, really a stab at it, but like what I'm picturing is compared to what it was in this episode, which would would have been probably in the beginning stages of the first or second year. Yeah. I mean, I mean literally the beginning stages of the second year. Um, is we are probably ultimately scratching the surface a lot of these things, mm-hmm. and you know the format was. Let's do sugar and let's do our journeys. Right. Uh, it's not real deep diving. We had deep dives, but no, there's a there's a Peter Pan getting the surface curiosity that's yeah. happening. But it is cultivating is a sense of fun. right, exactly. It's great. Not not to, yeah. to trash on that. But I do feel like this is sort of an excavation now. Like you're you're like you've done this like uh, work site like you've got all this this team that's dug up this pit and now they're at the site with brushes looking at the bones 
And it's but the all bones delicate. But and the bones come and attack. Yeah, oh, sure. I guess that's. <laughs> let's use that as a metaphor. As soon as oh, you, the bones are alive. <laughs> as soon as you started saying it, was like the bones haunted are bones. Haunted. <laughs> yeah, haunted yeah. House. So it's that's easier than it's like okay. There's we we let's be curious. We all have bones splitting defense mechanisms, and it's like let's get down there. It's like shit. <gasps> Holy crap! These bones are alive. They hurt. They sharp. They're sharp. These bones they're are speaking. Sharp. These bones are sharp. <laughs> but um, yeah, that yeah. episode's curiosity. There's curiosity. This is a curiosity podcast. Here comes clip number four. I yeah, I don't crave sugary things. Birthdays, fun, getting together, hanging out. Pazookies, pazookies. I love pazookies. I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know what a pazookie no, is? No, what is it? <laughs> it's like a giant cookie, but it's... Is it, a, is it a brand or is it just a thing? No, it's a thing. It's a pizza cookie. Oh. It's just a giant cookie. Oh, no, no, no. See, I do have a feeling about that. The moment you say it, I get like a, a hot, panicky... I want to run away. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Big giant pizza cookie? No, no. It I can is. handle a little square of haichu. <laughs> I can't handle big. I can't handle that. I could easily handle a pazuki. <laughs> Just the most dramatic response about a pazuki. Oh yeah, I still have the same response. I mean, I I think it's the butter and the richness. I don't want that in my system. But I think you meant that you, we didn't get to hear it. So a pazuki is a big giant pizza cookie, and then you have ice cream on top of it. Mm. Even worse. <laughs> it's so good. Too rich. It's so good. No, it is rich. And I don't know. I don't typically like rich, big desserts, but pazookis are, uh, they, is it they like break the code. Mm, I don't know. I like cookies. I always, when I was younger and thought I would get married, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what the marriage would look like, but I thought I would have pazookis and not cake at my wedding. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, if okay. I were to ever. This is probably never in my future to have any kind of committal ceremony. But if I were to ever have that, it would not obviously be a wedding. But, like, I do like the idea of throwing a big party like a wedding. Like, weddings are a great kind of excuse party. And weddings is this are a wedding? Fun. No, it's a party. No, it's a party. Is this a commitment? Are you saying vows? Nope. <laughs> Celebration of a vibe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That could be gone tomorrow. And could don't, be get, gone tomorrow, don't get too invested in this. But, like, there's a registry. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be taking that we, registry. Uh, there will be dancing, and it's catered, yeah. and you can wear fun outfits, Beautiful. and these kinds of things. Pop off. Uh, what do you remember about the sugar episode? Uh, we ate a lot of candy, didn't we? Yeah. And went to 7 Eleven. Did I do Miss Vanilla Bones? Oh, I think you did. I did yes. do Miss Vanilla Bones. Gosh, that is a wild thing to think about. Like, I, know. I don't know if you feel free enough to do Miss Vanilla Bones these days. Do you? I haven't done Miss Vanilla Bones with the kids lately. That's true. I, I could do Miss Vanilla Bones. <laughs> Miss Vanilla Bones, for folks who don't know, is a ice cream cone that lives on my shirt. Who, uh, what is the land where she came from? Gosh, I forget. You did another person one time that was like a chip or something. <laughs> the chip was bad. The chip yeah. was not my best work, to be <laughs> That's honest. That's really funny. Uh, but essentially, when I work with kids, sometimes I, in this vanilla bones, this little ice cream cone that's on my t shirt talks. And she's super sweet. She's a sweet kind of old lady, but she used to be a ghost. So she's Miss Vanilla Bones, but she used to be Bonesy, who was like a non-binary ghost that haunted houses, <laughs> who like has this whole lore of like, sometimes she tells stories about her times when she was ghosty and she eventually like decided that she didn't want to be a ghost anymore in haunt houses. And so she star the witch transformed her into this ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so outlandish. I have a picture of a comic book about that. I want a comic book. <laughs> and it's uh, her and her best friend, Poppy, who's a popsicle. <laughs> and, and Ms. Vanilla Bone says to uh, Dad's mint and chip. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so funny? It shouldn't be that funny. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I, I uh, <laughs> I've got a children's book. I've got two children's Several books children's in the books. in the in the pocket in the here. Hopper. In the hopper. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, sugar. Sugar. Next here clip. Number five. Number five. I I really like have the pink Stephen arc and idea of Stephen turned pink has been one of my favorite mm. aspects of this season. And I just think there's something about it where I'm almost a little, this is, this is a weird thing where I'm like, there's a part of me that is jealous. There's a part of me that is jealous of. A pink Steven? Well, okay. <laughs> what? Let me explain. Okay. There's a part of me that's, first of all, just jealous of mythological I worlds. I love when you say something like that, that doesn't, that catches me off. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love just the image of you watching, knowing your heart and mind and spirit as much as I can. I know you're still a mystery, but like watching Steven have his big glow up moments and like glowing pink and, and you're like, oh, wish I could <laughs> do that. There's an aspect of it where I do. I really actually wish that. <laughs> <laughs> Scott can't contain himself from laughing over me. What was my point? I was trying to you say. You were jealous of Pink Steven. Why was I jealous? I, I think of his powers and, and the and the abilities and like you know the fluidity and 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 the the uh, the sort of what I remember listening is is sort of the um, organic nature of the powers emerging and the way they connected relationally and the fusions and all that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's funny, the kid I nanny, he talks a lot about really wishing that he could be he like yesterday he was like or two days ago, he just out of the blue goes, gosh, I wish we lived in the Pokemon world. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, I feel that. Oh, me too, It'd dude. Really that would fun. be really fucking sick. Yeah. If we could just truly be out here catching Pokemon for real. These Pokeballs are real. These Pokeballs are real. The Pokemon are real. God, be so fun. imagine me so fun. Yeah. Also kind of dangerous. Yeah. Bulbasaur's oh, on the corner. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Weirdos. Look out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Steven Universe. That was a Steven Universe episode. Three, we did three Steven episodes. Uh, did we do Steven? We did Steven Universe, the movie, and then did we do Steven Universe, the future? That was a Steven Universe future right there. Yeah. 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 Future. Oof, what an arc. What a show. What a show. I need another show like Steven Universe to exist. I, I have some su- suggestions for you. Is it anime? No, no. It's, it's like Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll take yeah. it in. I'm still feeling resistant to anime. Everyone around me. That's why. No, there's nobody around you. Everybody's moved on. <laughs> we did anime and moved on, and you're still digging your heels in. <laughs> well, I try, I'm tried watching Haikyuu, and I'm still open to it, but I'm not finding myself latching. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> hate to tell you. <laughs> uh, I know. No, it has to be Hunter Hunter. Yeah. At least one season, because it, when it gets to the final three episodes, it will... It will uh, as a certain podcaster says, hit your heart's back walls. <laughs> <laughs> what podcaster is that? Uh, a guy named John Lukovich. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Looks he away. Who, no, shall not be named. <laughs> Do you listen to that podcast? No. 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 I was curious. <laughs> Put me on the spot. 
Do you listen to that podcast? No, no, I don't. I would be fine. No, 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 no. I would be fine if you did. No, no. I would be curious because I think they sometimes mention us. They do. Okay. Um. So, any more thoughts about Stephen? Little Stephen. I miss him. I miss. I I said this the other day to someone. I wish that we could go back and Stephen be new again. Totally, totally, totally. Like, that would be really great for me right now if Steven was new. Let's just start over. I'd watch it with you. Let's watch I know, but it's not the same. Like, I've watched Steven so many times. Let's like, watch some parts tonight. Let's choose some. What? Let's choose a few episodes to watch tonight. Steven. No, I think that's a good call. But I, I, I want to say it's still, it's not the same in the sense of, the like, same. when it's new, it's like, oh, my God. No, of course. What? Yeah. No. Oh, Bismuth. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ruby and Sapphire getting Ruby married. Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. Here we go. Next, number six. Here we are. I should just say fives are perfectly capable of being warm. Um, But what you're describing about being sunny or walking down the hallway smiling and waving at people, even warm fives might not do that. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I can't picture fives I know doing that, but they're perfectly capable of being um, warm and loving and affectionate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice, exactly. <laughs> Not to add a third type to the mix here. Um, no, let's do it. What about your relationship with type nine? <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I think that just captures the Enneagram Blitz. Yep. And it captures the headspace we were in and what it did to us. Yes. Do you want to sort of like revisit? Well, I mean, what did you think about that little clip? First, of I all? mean, I love Ben so much. I know. And I I know. Ben will ben. never know how much we love him. I know. I'm like, sorry, Ben. We need to reach back out to Ben because Ben's presence is really nice. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy Ben's presence, which I think now. So we'll say this: Blitz, fun, funny. He said that because now Scott relatively confidently identifies as a nine. Would you say? I mean, certain things like everybody, uh, Mason and I are friends. We are. And sometimes we have tiffs, mm-hmm. and certain certain aspects about our tiffs sometimes makes me think I'm a six, because mm. I feel like I'm reactive. Oh, between the two of us. And Marissa is like looking at Daniel, our friend that's doing the podcast. And Marissa's like, he is not a nine. You do not know how reactive he is. I've seen you get reactive. I mean, you got super reactive last night, but like, I would say between the two of us, I'm not hitting anybody. Anybody? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like I'm 50 times more reactive than you are. Oh, well, I mean, I think that might be an age thing though. Cause, cause I think sometimes I do. You don't think so? I don't think so. Keep you, going. Well, you didn't know me when I was 27. I guess that's true. I, I mean, honestly, everybody asked Marissa, my wife, like there were so many times and, and this is just me speaking out a word of blessing and empathy to 20 somethings out there, but I'm, I'm putting out my hand as a blessing and, and praying over you right now and saying 20 somethings, God bless you. It's so hard. And I just remember like there, it's, it's really crazy to think that right now, if I have a hard night in life or just a sad night or a challenging conversation these days, I can pretty much go to bed. I go to bed. I just, um, it, there were actually two experiences with Mace and this house where I, where Mace lives, where I had a borderline panic attack. And, and, and I think that's based on the less certain, more curious stuff. Like we would have conversations here that would completely flip my worldview upside down and I would be rattled. But in my twenties, 
I would say it happened once a week. Right. So I would have a conversation with my wife and also add kids to it. So it's like you're just exhausted with kids. You're confused. You're in your 20s. And some sort of strange fight erupts with your wife at 11 o'clock at night. And I can't sleep all night. I can't sleep all night. Right. No, that's that's relatable. I think more, I think reactivity, I'm I'm just naming between the two. Okay, so quickly I'll say this. Scott's maybe a nine, but probably. Nine wing one, maybe. What? Nine wing one. Nine wing one, maybe. But probably a six fix. Six fix and three fix. fix. Yeah. Uh, And then I am probably, I'm for sure a nine fix, but I'm probably a a six. Six wing seven. Like dominant thing. The head is bopping around even more than me. No, apparently even more than you. I feel like, and it's. I think something that's popped. I watch it happen. I'm like, wow! It's like a ping pong machine. I'm like, I thought I moved fast. It's like, (laughs) zipping around. And I think uh, I don't. I think something that is different between us, and you've been saying this a lot lately, is you gather information. Yeah, I gather. You think about things. Yeah, I, I I gather information in the sense of I get excited by ideas and I li- I go for it, but then I start acting immediately on it. You act you act way quicker than I do. So much. I don't quicker. know if I ever act actually. Right, right, exactly. Which yeah. I think is more of the nine thing, and I instantly put something right into action. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, thought this thing through. If it came up with it, I thought a lot about it. Cool, going for it. Next day, doing it. Telling the person, doing this thing, it's happening, and shoop, the shift happened. You know? It's just like, it happens overnight. That's amazing. Like, it really does happen overnight. And if I don't do that, it's like uh, a volcano will explode. So that's, I feel like, a reactive energy there. Some thoughts. Um, Also, I feel like, well, I don't know. Um, The Enneagram is fascinating (laughs) because I... Is it even real? Is it even real? I still doubt it. Uh, I find myself sometimes getting excited thinking about it. And then, then randomly, I'm like... This is just bullshit compared to like other ways of thinking about the human psyche. I have different modalities <laughs> I'm using these days than the Enneagram. <laughs> I'm in a British object relations course. Thank you. <laughs> I study babies, real human babies. <laughs> I will say it's true. I'm now, uh, that's a super other huge factor that actually cannot be underscored enough in terms of what's happening with my psyche is, a. Uh, I am observing an infant right now and taking a class where it's essentially... I uh, feel like that sentence could be in the same realm as a way to blanket. <laughs> what, like, explain what you mean by observing an infant. People are like, that's so casually said. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that thing where you observe an infant. Well, I was about to say it. Uh, I go and I see an infant. I've seen this infant since they were two weeks old, and now they're eight months. So Crazy. Um, once a week, I observe them for an hour uh, using an object relations lens. Mm-hmm. And then I have essentially like group supervision, I would say, is how we talk about where I write process notes about the infant the hour I've been there. It's usually about five pages of notes. And then I go to a group and there's four of us. And depending on who's the presenter, we spend an hour and a half presenting the observations and just thinking around it, mm-hmm. wondering around psychological processes, wondering around symbolization, wondering around what's happening. And uh, it's, uh, as they like to say, uh, exposes your infancy needs. Exposes your infancy needs. Fun. So it's super cool. Uh, <laughs> we love that. But it's it's hard to under it's hard to think about it. it I, I mm. <sighs> deep breath, Mace. The Enneagram is super cool, and I I'd like to integrate the Enneagram back into my thinking. I think studying something like 
this where you look at something like the the way the baby's sucking their thumb and wondering about it and thinking about it in terms of like kind of an expansive big way to interpret something and then considering the Enneagram in it all. The Enneagram, I, I don't like that I use this word. I don't think this is the best word for it because I know the Enneagram has so much depth in all of these things. The nine-pointedness of it does feel reductive to me. Oh, okay. Like there's a piece of that that Fair. feels complicatingly like reductive it's like attachment styles i think they're interesting but then it's also like okay preoccupied attachment is a a cool overarching way to understand something but how that baby actually has this dyadic relationship with their caretaker and is attached to them is just so full of nuance and so unique and so so particular and so it's like these are helpful things, but then I think there's also really good parts about the particularity that, that something like the Enneagram just doesn't have the capacity to, to think about. And that might be wrong. No, I mean, I mean, I think back to our first Enneagram episode, which was our fifth episode is an Enneagram five episode. And we're saying this is just language and reference points. And, and yet it may, it might be too reductive. It's like, I think that's one of the things I've been learning through your, um, and, and I think that made me highlight one of the elements of our conversations around the Enneagram is like nobody said really anything very that that compelling about why we shouldn't be using the Enneagram. And this idea that you've talked about sort of like observing babies and not using electronic swinging devices and, and distracting television shows and stuff like that, like having the organic care it's like the organic nature of everything is probably the realest and best thing and handing off care to some other thing to some machine you're right the, the enneagram could be a mechanism yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think is, what you, is that what you're saying yeah I oh mean, there I, it I, is I, you just you, connect you to something big yeah. yeah um yeah it's a mechanism for actually looking at that particular, you know, everyone deserves special treatment. Yeah. And I think archetypes are helpful. Like, I, I don't, I think that there is a place for archetypes. I totally do. And that's why I'd like to integrate it to some extent. But I'm like, to be honest, I don't see myself observing children's play when I'm a play therapist and the Enneagram being a very helpful lens. What do you think of that, Daniel? Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, we're Daniel. coming right at you. Um <laughs> But I think one day I'll probably pop onto your Enneagram episodes just to stir the pot. It'd be really funny. I, I feel like I would just seed the mic for the day for you and Daniel to get into it. To hash it <laughs> yeah. out. No, uh, I, I, it's funny because I was texting Daniel a bunch of stuff today. I was like, this has to be all attachment type behavior. And Daniel was like, you're in an attachment type hellhole right now. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's like, it's fun and it's cool. And it's actually helpful. Like, I think it has been fun to be like a little bit more playful of like, yeah, I'm probably a six and you're probably a nine. And like, I'm very contrarian and to be like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But I think what Daniel's helping me think about potentially, cause I haven't arrived yet is this strong one wing. It's not yeah. an eight wing. And, um, I think everybody that knows me experiences a strange dance of, grace and rigidity it's like which one's going to show up we don't know yeah all of a sudden i have a very rigid thing of how i think something should go that's true yeah that can happen and then daniel was telling me <laughs> daniel the, the guru right now like 
that if you're if you're a one if you have a one wing or you're one you're sort of swimming in the expectations so you don't even realize their expectations and you just assume that they're right and so it's hard to tell that they're like some sort of outside authority that's weighing you down i'm like oh i think that's what happens a lot of times when i'm talking with anybody including you of like that's not the right way i think when i say I wouldn't do that. It was, I was about to say, it's yeah. when you say, I wouldn't do it that way. It's, it's, a, it's a way of saying that's not the right way. Right, right. <laughs> what are you doing? Or, no, no, it 100% <laughs> is. And I'm like, okay, cool. You wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. We got it. All right. Three left. You're submitting to yourself. You have some yeah. goals and desires and some hopes and some aspirations mm-hmm. and some personality traits and some, and you're mm-hmm. saying, I'm, I'm putting myself under that. I'm going to, Yes. I'm going to be true to myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be devoted. Yeah. yeah. Devoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the word I love. Um, so cause like when we were younger, the word devotion had this very like yucky connotation. Mm-hmm. Like I got to go do my devotionals or my quiet time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it meant to be devoted was like, I read my Bible. I pray, I go to church. That's what devotion is. But devotion. Now I think of devotion the way that Bhakti yogis talk about mm-hmm. devotion, which is, the feeling of sweetness that you get from the practice. Mm, mm-hmm. like, love that. I don't. No, I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah, it's the. They say like the sweetness of the devotion to your guru, mm. um, and devotion to your guru only because your guru is the person who introduces, who puts you in God's presence, mm-hmm. and that for me is like Jesus. Like Jesus is my avenue to God's presence, whether that is like just the, ooh, come on, somebody, just the thought. Of Christ. Got to get the, gets me. the keyboards going. <laughs> and that's the miracle. Like, and this is what A Course in Miracles talks about, like with like a miracle just being a thought, a, a change in perception from fear mm. to love. Mm. Yeah. A change in perception from fear to love. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in The Course of Miracles right now. The past is not what's my current one today. What's I did today's lesson is like, Everything is from the past or something like that. This microphone is meaningless. <laughs> this microphone is meaningless. <laughs> Our given, friend Kevin. I've given this microphone all We've the We've met some friends has. along the way. We have met some friends along the way, and Kevin is a friend. We love mm-hmm. you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin was really preachy right there. Yeah. Jesus. I think it's so funny hearing ourselves back. Like, Well, it's so fun because I think Kevin, even more than me, grew up really deeply entrenched in Christianity, and it's that I can catch it, too. Like, I don't know what exact hymn it is, but it's... There's a hymn that's like just the thought, just the thought of Jesus, just the thought, and and I think he sort of or they you know like very inadvertently said it there without meaning to, and we're like just the thought, come on, just the thought, <laughs> like yes, and and if that's the guru or whatever, I love playing with the symbols, and I think Kevin totally gets it. Like whenever I talk to Kevin, Kevin Kevin gets it, uh, in just in terms of what we're doing when it, when we're talking about theology and scripture and these symbols. And so for Jesus to be reclaimed as a symbol and a guru or whatever it means for you and for it to feel valid for Jesus to bring something up for you in whatever way, Kevin's really good at that. No, Kevin is. Love you, Kevin, so much. (laughs) Uh, And it's, it is really sweet thinking about people we've met along the way. Like it's really funny. We had Matthias Roberts come and come to my house and we did beyond shame. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
that was was that the that was the first night I ever met Matthias. Yeah. Which is now so funny because I'm like friends with Matthias and then also Matthias went to the school I go to and was an assistant instructor at the school and we shared a class and yeah. I've watched Matthias's dog. Like yeah. all of these things. And we hung out with Matthias and Kevin on our back deck and did a and live, did a live show, together. show with them <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, so much has happened. Yeah. That was all last year. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, and then just the merging of worlds of like Kevin being on the pod and then Basically, I loved watching Kevin interview Pastor Ashley recently. I know I didn't get to see it. Oh, you should watch it. I mean, it's on Kevin's IG, but like, I I, mean, I should show you some parts of it because just, I mean, I, I'm thinking literally 30 seconds, but like, Kevin just kept saying, I'm a volunteer with Affirm Youth Ministries. Like, they kept describing themselves as a volunteer. Like, I volunteer all the time. That's so sweet. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's that's all the way true. No, they, sh- they come in yeah. and preach a lot. And then at the very end, just went all in on like, Hey, if all my followers, 20,000 followers gave a dollar a month, we could do it. We yeah. could, we could cover all the costs for, for youth ministries. And it was a big energy. And I don't know if any of Kevin's <laughs> anyone gave a dollar, but it was a nice, sweet energy. And I was just like, gosh, we've come a long way with Kevin. I mean, I think three years ago I was following Kevin's Instagram and be like, this person is so cool and interesting and teaching me so much. And we would repost a lot of Kevin's stuff in the stories or I would at least. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know. I remember having this interaction with Kevin over Instagram one time and it was like just as they had reached 10,000 followers. And I said something like, oh, I'm impressed with 10,000 followers. And Kevin's like, oh, you can do it, blah, blah, blah. And then they made a post that was like, this just highlights how far I've come. But I was like, they, they had posted something of here's some problematic things that are happening in Christianity right now. And I said, I wonder why that's a problem. Like genuinely wondering, like that, that is a problem. I'm right. But I wonder why. And Kevin goes, cause of patriarchy. And I just remember the, the, the response seeming so simplistic and trite and almost like impatient. I was like, what do you mean patriarchy? I, I was so confused by that. I was like, patriarchy. <laughs> You're coming at me right now. <laughs> and all these concepts like colonialism and patriarchy and, homophobia or queerphobia, those things weren't really on my mind back then, you know? And I think that's a genuinely another thing that the pod has led me to of like really unpacking these things. Yeah. Now here we are. Here we are. Little did you know. Little did you know. All right, we have two left. But what if there aren't going to be no cars? I mean, the one that I'm talking, the one that I'm thinking of, it's generally I do need to wait for someone to stop Mm, for me. mm, mm. I mean, it's like, it's going to be a long time. This is this is this is one that is a uh, not one that I'm that all that interested in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I don't care. About it's a caveat. About that. Let's move I don't on. know. I mean, that that brings out a whole other thing of people. I don't notice it that often. I picture running. No, I well, I guess there's also this thing that okay, go back in, back to the power thing. Yeah. There is something kind of powerful too about like, oh. Stop this flow of traffic for me to walk. I do not have that. I do not have that. <laughs> What's being revealed about my personality? What is, is that it? I'm yeah, sometimes what is it? an asshole. Well, I don't think, I think it's, it's. I don't. I don't I say think, asshole. You know what I think it I is? Here's what I think it is. I think I am actually a generally very amicable, give over to the world mm-hmm. kind of person, and this is something that I've clung to as. And I, I wonder if this is the thing for other people of like. Well, this is a chance for me right now to be this is it. right and take up space. You're getting into the juice of it. Because <laughs> if people say something is revealed about your personality, and if I say, 
all of a sudden you've entered a different space and time on the crosswalk. Right. Like, what is it? It's your moment. It's your moment. All day you've been like having to get out of people's way. And, and we have told you as a, as a society, this is your moment. I think so. There's I think, nothing. I think the unconscious like dignity and pride is revealed. Oh, <laughs> I have a story from today. Oh, perfect. I have a moment from today. Crossing crosswalks. It's that episode. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a crosswalk that I walk home with, with, from the kid I nanny and well, two kids that I watch, I pick them up from school and we walk home and there is a place where you have to walk. That is not a marked crosswalk. It is a relatively busy street that you do have to walk across. And I forget what street it is. I'm sure you would know where I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And it's like where cars get off of Aurora, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And have to walk across it. There isn't lines there, but there is like flags if you want to use the flags right. to get cars to stop. Right. And cars really should stop. I think there's a sign that is kind of like a crosswalk sign, but there's nothing on the ground. And it's a very interesting predicament because I would say half the cars stop. Half of them don't. Half of them just blow right by it. And I'm like standing there like, hey, here it is. And I have two kids with me. Yeah, yeah. And they're just chatting or whatever. And this is like, I would say like a relatively dangerous crosswalk. Our adult's going to handle this. What? Our adult is going to handle this. Right. They're no, kind of chatting like, bah, 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 Right. They're not like, I mean, they're not like completely oblivious to the crosswalk, but I definitely do. F- I sense instantly. I'm like, okay. I have to make eye contact with every car yeah, that they're yeah. going to be stopped here. Yeah. And today I had a big moment where like all of like four separate cars stopped. And I was like, all right, thank you everyone. Like really like <laughs> nodded, said thank you to everyone. Thank like you for, for we've got it. these children. But like, like honestly, <laughs> I really felt that I'm like, these kids are safe now. Thank you. Because multiple people had just like driven right past. And I'm like, Hey, I need to put myself out there enough to be seen, but not dangerously. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. So <laughs> it's like, uh, navigating you it. You could ever be dangerous. Well, stepping out to be I get, seen. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. a car comes by and Quinn just walks out there and thinks he's got it. So we have one left. It's not the best one to end on. I, I ran out of time. I oh, wanted to end on. on one. I wanted to use, I wanted to do catching us up. I wanted to do, I wanted to do the Moses first episode mm. and have that be really cathartic of like, Whoa, look what we were getting ourselves into. We, we had did no not idea. Know. We did not know. And then I want to do the energy episode and I want to do vibes, but I didn't do vibes. So this is not the f- most fun, but it's, it'll be interesting. This will end on for now. And, okay. And then we can close out. And IFS splits it into like kind of three categories of parts, which are you have exiled parts, which are considered these parts that you don't seem to have access to. Hmm. They're exiled, you cut them off. And then you have these other two parts, which are firefighters and managers. And firefighters, oh, right? He, they were talking. They were using this language today in that podcast. I was like, I kind of know what you're talking about, but not really. Exactly. I mean, they they make sense. Firefighters. It's like they they rescue you from the flame yeah. of emotions. Yeah. So when they come, the firefighter when when something comes up in you, Ooh, I already is, like this. Yeah. That is distressing. A firefighter comes in and says, put that out. We'll escape. We're going to get you out of here. And the exiled part gets left behind and cut off. Hmm. Or you have these other parts, which are managers, which they come in and they say, nope, that can't happen. I got to keep the ship going. I got to keep going. All these things. And so inside of us, we have these managers and firefighters that are working very hard Mm -hmm. to to keep us at ease. Mm -hmm. And in the process, exiling parts of ourselves. 
Banishing. Banishing, yeah. yeah. So an IFS approach would be to say you come in and instead of like looking at the negative heavy quote parts and wanting to get rid of them, it says, no, let's really tend to them. Let's talk to them. Let's mm-hmm. like you literally in an IFS like session, you literally like talk to the parts. You're like, yeah. ask them what they're feeling. Talk to it. Have it respond. An episode on multiplicity. Yep. One of an early multiplicity episodes. I've, I have a funny time because I know exactly what season of life I was in right there. And relatively recently, I was like, to my therapist, like, remember that season? I was so much happier then. And my therapist just looked at me and goes, you were very much intellectualizing your life then. And I'm like, I feel it in this episode. Yeah. I feel that energy there. I think that'll always be a, a place I lean into. Internal family systems. What a fun little Yay. model. I was so obsessed with it for like a month. I was like, <laughs> internal family systems is so interesting. And now I really don't think about it. And I actually don't know if I would be like that interested in it. I mean, honestly, think about yourself. I mean, if, it, if you're a six wing seven, if we even believe in the Enneagram, you really just... <laughs> You really just are like a consumer of information. You're like, <laughs> moving on, rip, shop, rip, rip, consume, woof, woof, woof. It's like, rip, rip, rip. <laughs> no, you I, know, I all really concepts, am. thoughts, and practices are just <laughs> consumed and, and plowed through and moved on. <laughs> Discarded afterwards. <laughs> no, it's true. What over here? What's about, about this? What about this? There's what about an Enneagram 6 meme. I thought that meme, was me. An Enneagram 6 meme that's like... Uh, Essentially, like all the things, it's like uh, this thing of like all the things spilling out of a six, and one of them is like adamantly opposing a concept that uh, like a week ago they would have died for. (laughs) Yeah, that is absolutely. That's what's been so hard, and now I know. But like in the early days, I mean, it's still jarring. But now I know. I'm not like surprised. But like I'm like, what? (laughs) You're the one that told me about that. (laughs) I know. I'm like trashing something. It's trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry about it. Um, um, closing thoughts. Well, should we just briefly talk about what Moses was like? Oh, right. Uh, so everybody, <laughs> uh. I feel like it was wonderful, and it also is. It. I mean, love Moses sent me <laughs> love that album so much, and that was a dark season. It was a dark season, so it has. It was like right in the middle of winter. It has less to do with Moses and more to do with, well, it is Moses. That album's great, but like uh, that album's wonderful. But but I think what happened was we weren't used to this idea of like not having the capacity to very quickly pivot and choose a light episode. Right. Like okay, that was a heavy episode. Next week, chips. You know, right. and so we were just like being forced to focus every week on on this heavy album. Yes, that was that is beautiful and I think also just paired so well with all these themes of grayness and yeah. and not splitting and being open and curious. Sure. It was perfectly paired with curiosity and was I think a, a, a long album. Yeah. You know, no, very long. In the dead of winter. Yeah. And I think I think if we do a full album deep dive again, I think we'll pick a shorter album mm-hmm. and uh, maybe an album that's oh, got a little more pop. You don't no. want to? No, I don't think we will do that. You'll choose Joanna Newsom or Bjork. Right, but Bjork would be chill. <laughs> Bjork is not... Bjork, Bjork would be chill. If we picked Homogenic, it would be pretty much fun. Okay. Homogenic is a fun album. 
maybe comparatively. It is fun, but it's deep. It's deep, but it's like it's it's Pluto and it's all neon like. Let's do it. We'll see. Is that yoga? That's all neon like. That's one of the sickest beats I think to ever exist. I feel like that beat is like truly the coolest beat ever. It might be my favorite beat of all time. Is that what we would call a beat? Yeah, for sure. Is that is that a beat? Is that a beat? I'm not entirely sure. Um, love no small thing. Love no small thing. Anthony Fantano always says, no matter what band, even if he doesn't like it, whatever he's reviewing, he goes, 21 Pilots? Forever. (laughs) 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 I feel like saying that for no small thing. Thanks for listening, everybody. No small thing? Forever. Forever. Yeah, but this was the anniversary episode. Uh, We took a look at nine clips. We... Had a pretty intense deep dive right off the bat with Mace. <laughs> it was a, a valid catch up. Would we a not va- expect valid anything and else? Much needed. You catch said up. you gave Scott gave me permission to do it last night. Yeah, oh, <laughs> permission. That's a that's a that's a harkening back. That can is I? a harkening. Can, can I? Can I? Can I, I say? True. Can not I say? Not that it's permission needed, but like, what's our intent here? Our intent yeah. here. How do we want to work out this? Maybe, maybe let's say this. Let's say this. Let's say not a year, not ten years. Let's say. The, the medium future, the, 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 the slight, slight, foggy, foreseeable future. What, what, is, what is next for No Small Thing for you? <laughs> <laughs> I would say... Another three-month break. <laughs> no, I think, I think I would say we've got... So I'm moving in the fall, and that, I think, will create a new shift yeah. for what No Small Thing is. Yeah. So we've kind of got, like... A, a summer season mm-hmm. coming upon us mm-hmm. is what I would say. Um, I actually don't know. That feels unclear. Wonderful. Uh, a good place to be in. Scott you know, loves the, curiosity. Un- the unclear, unclearness oh, that I have. Um, I think just a tip. I think back to random topics. I don't well, so next week will be Enneagram. Daniel, me, we've already recorded. Yep. Yep. I think the next week could be good enough. Oof, I think so. That's, I think that that's a really good topic. Left off. I think that's a really good topic. Um, I think it's funny because I still want to do psychological concepts probably no, I more know. than anything else. I, I know. That's so, that's so wonderful because I would have assumed based on your vibe that you would want to keep it super light. But I'm all in on psychological There's something concepts. about it that doesn't feel like it's really fun and cathartic to do, I think. Let's do it. Um, so like, I would love to do narcissism. I would love to do, I would love to one day have another slap of projective identification because our first episode on it is one of the most confusing and confused episode. And I do think projective identification is one of the toughest concepts to understand. And I'd like to have another stab at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and dreams, I think dreams is coming up for us. We were dream logging, kind of dream logging, and then took a break, and then I think we'll have to bring back the dream logs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if people have concepts, ideas. I think the new, I think there's a new posture in me, hopefully. I think often I come here and I want to teach. I like to teach, and I don't know what that looks like for me in terms of lesser, more curious. I think that's something to be curious about that I really like teaching. And I think I come on here and I like to share and like bring something and can lose sight of curiosity while teaching, which I think is a bummer because I think the best teachers are remain curious while teaching. 
So I think that that's something I'd like to figure out because one thing I love about No Small Thing is the chance to talk about things and is the chance to share things I've learned or with my pal and then I guess with other people and to put things into words. And that is something I know to be a good grounded passion of mine. I think, you know, getting back to the deeper thing I started with, it's gotten muddy with my fear of doing something wrong. And I really have a hope. And I think I want to bring people into that in these next few months of like, okay, if it's lesser and more curious, let's also like alongside all of the topics, be curious what's happening with that piece of me. That's like worried about doing something wrong, saying something wrong, making a mistake and being harmful like that's something to yeah. be curious It'd be about cool if you could share that a little bit you know yeah. like yeah yeah that's really cool yeah um, like bring people into the process of making a podcast and saying things out loud and how does one person have a conversation that feels open and free and light and also hold responsibility in the conversation and keep in mind who could be listening and how do you balance that? And I think that's something that probably a lot of people struggle with. How do you learn new ideas and be open to new ideas and have to think out loud and make mistakes in your thinking out loud? And how do you do that? And is it okay to do that? And I think I felt like because it's recorded and it's on a podcast, it shouldn't, we should never have mistakes out there because we should be mindful, you know? And I think that's something to keep in mind. I think a, a quick thing that before we took this break, I was trying to orient my mind around was being less vigilant and more mindful. And so I think, yeah, that's something coming forward of like, okay, if we're going to do topics and this is going to be back up. What does it look like for me to be mindful, but not vigilant in a way that's I love that. harmful or, you know, painful? Yeah. So... I love that the podcast is a sort of a audio diary of our lives. And so if you guys are here for it, great and welcome. And hopefully this was fun for those that listen. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Any, do you have any thoughts on the future for us? I'm going to hold it lightly and be excited for the journey ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for Night listening, everybody. everybody. Thanks for listening. We. Here we are in the future and it's bright I can't believe we've come so far See the universe future, here we are